Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner and myself. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out. AmericasRetirementHeadquarters.com. That's the website. The phone number 419-794-3030. Once again, 419-794-3030. On today's show, we've got some tips for you if you're concerned with spending too much in retirement. We're going to talk about how to avoid retirement anxiety and we're going to hear from CNN's Anderson Cooper on why his famous mom refused to leave him an inheritance. All this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys, Nolan and Scott. As always, glad to be with you. How are you? Well, it's good to be here. Um, you know, we had a great week of weather last week uh, for uh, November, the end of November, which was awesome. I um, uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Uh, it was very relaxed and um uh, we had the football game, which didn't turn out the way I wanted. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you have to look at that as a bunch of um, 18 to 22-year-olds out playing a game and having a good time. And uh, the team that plays better wins. And the crazy thing, Nolan, is you were actually in Columbus for something other than football. And uh, you had to find all of that madness down there with the traffic. It had to be nuts. It was great. Yeah, we go down there. The high school hockey team, our kids uh, are from Anthony Wayne. So my oldest is playing for Anthony Wayne High School Hockey. Uh, last weekend was our second weekend of games, and we were down there in the Turkey Shootout Tournament. Sure. So Anthony Wayne won all their games, so we uh, wow, took awesome. home the gold, if you will. Oh, good deal. Yeah, made for a good Tim. And uh, the other thing that was uh, big, I think, this last week is I just want to give a thanks to the Lucas County Veteran Commission Office. Um, they made a generous donation to Hooves oh. uh, this week to help support our local veterans. So all good things this week. That's fantastic to hear. And, uh, you know, another good thing for you, Scott, is uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Annual election period, just a couple of days uh, yes. wrap it up. I'm, I'm sure you're not counting down. But uh, I want to go ahead and tell people it is it is the 11th hour, but there is still time if, if you haven't made your Medicare decisions for the coming year. Really, quite literally, no time like the present to go ahead and do that. Give uh, Scott a call. You can reach out to him. What is, what is your email address directly, Scott? Uh, my email address is scottk at theretirementhq.com. And, uh, yes, you're right, uh, Chris. The final day is actually December 7th. We have until midnight on the 7th to hit that enter button to get you uh, uh, your plan changed over if you so desire. So, yeah, reach out, and I'll be happy to help you. But please don't reach out at 1139 on, no. on this. No, go ahead, go ahead no. and take care of that now. Cross that off as we enter into the holidays. There's enough to be concerned with after all. And uh, here's something interesting when talk, we talk about, you know, Cyber Monday having just passed and things like that. Amazon, a big uh, part of Cyber Monday, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has been saying for some time to, quote, batten down the hatches. He recently told CNN Business that he fears a recession is coming. The probabilities say if we're not in a recession right now, we're likely to be in one very soon. So my advice to people is take some risk off the table. If you were going to make a, a purchase, maybe slow down that purchase a little bit. Keep some dry powder on hand. Have some cash on hand. Just a little bit of risk reduction. You know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. 
Interesting uh, coming from a guy who certainly doesn't have to worry about money. But let me ask you guys, how is the team at America's Retirement Headquarters preparing for the worst when it comes to your clients' retirement plans? Well, you know, um, I want to I want to mention something. I heard on the radio uh, just this past week that um, uh, Black Friday, they had like $9 billion of online purchases uh, over Black Friday. Uh, that number is staggering to me, especially with the, the inflation cost and the way things mm-hmm. are right now. People are still spending money. Um, but that was that was a crazy number for me to hear, and I'm kind of shocked at that. Uh, you know, one of the things that I do is I obviously help out uh, my clients with uh, health care costs. And, you know, um, helping people prior to turning 65 uh, with their health care it's kind of important if any of you out there listening are looking at maybe um, uh, changing jobs or maybe you've lost a job and are looking to figure out what you're going to do with your health care cost. You know, I've had a few clients come in and one of the things we want to do is we want to make sure that we maximize um, your reportable income to be as, as low as we can afford to get it. And that will maximize your premium tax credit that you get. Um, you know, we're obviously in the open enrollment period for the um, Unaffordable Care Act, and that closes uh, January 15th. So we have some time to make some changes to that as well. But it's very important to make sure that whatever plan you're choosing for your uh, health care moving into retirement, uh, whether you're under 65 or over 65, is to make sure that your out-of-pocket expenses are going to be manageable for you. You know, we want to make sure that you're not going to have something that's going to break the bank and, and destroy your um, your portfolio. So, you know, here in America's Retirement Headquarters and, and America's Medicare Associates, that's one of the things we do. You know, Nolan and I have worked hand-in-hand hand together for probably 15 years or more, uh, helping people um, get that reportable income to a, a manageable level so they don't have to worry about uh, the inflation cost and make sure that whatever you're paying for health care is going to be affordable to you. And if you look at it, there's a study that was put out by USA Today, and it talks about the fact that 60% of Americans have to retire sooner than they planned. And, you know, I think COVID brought a lot of that up. Sure, you know, people lost their jobs or people decided they didn't want to work anymore um, and just go ahead and retire. You know, we flash forward and, you know, the question is, should you retire in a recession? And that's a concern for people, right? You know, so the number one concern that a retiree has is outliving their income. They've seen the inflation numbers. They've seen the impact of, you know, the drop in the markets this year. And now their question is, is you know, should I just wait? You know, if you look at things historically speaking, the the U.S. has gone through a lot, right? So whether it's the first case of COVID to how bad things got in the economy and the markets with COVID just a few short years ago, you know, if you look in the past, you could see things like uh, Ebola virus that came out. You've had U.S. government shutdowns. Uh, Gold prices peaked uh, back in, you know, 2012. Uh, U.S. stock market had a major crash after September 11th. Uh, We had the flash crash. We had the BP oil crisis. Mm -hmm. There's almost always news events that make somebody uncertain about whether they should retire or not. And really, how you answer that question, it comes down to what I would say is, plan for the worst, but be prepared for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's always a reason to wait, but run the numbers. 
one of the things that we have is we have software at our office where we can take and we can put all of the numbers together and run the analysis. And what it'll tell us is it'll tell us your probability of success and what are the biggest factors that could derail your retirement. So is it you know, the recession or is it a market crash? Is it tax rates going up or healthcare costs out of control? And by knowing those and getting the information, then you're able to get educated on ways to avoid some of those threats. You can use strategies as an example to reduce or eliminate downside risk. Um, there's ways that you can participate in market gains but not suffer market-like losses. There's ways like what Scott talked about to help keep healthcare costs down or avoid having your life savings wiped out if you or a loved one need long-term medical care. So if you're listening and you're thinking about, you know, is it a good time to retire in a recession? Uh, and if you're not confident in that, uh, what we would be happy to do is crunch the numbers for you, show you what the probability of success is, and share some ideas with you. And in fact, if you've been a long-time listener to the show, or if this is the first time that you're listening to the show, if you call in and say, hey, I was listening to the show, and I wanted you to crunch the numbers and wanted you to run that retirement roadmap for us, uh, the first three people who call in from the show, we'd be happy to give you that input and provide you that feedback. Uh, there's no cost. It's complimentary. It's something we'd be happy to do for our listeners. Uh, we can get that retirement roadmap put together uh, and happy to help make you confident that now could be a great time to be able to put you in a situation to enjoy your retirement. Yeah, you know, Nolan, that's, you bring up a lot of good points. And one thing I want to mention just b before we get off this topic is, you know, I've, I've um, uh, run a lot of, I've done a lot of reviews with my clients that are under 65 with the uh, uh, ACA plans that they have. And there have been changes. And you definitely want to make sure that you get in touch with, you know, either myself or your current advisor. Because when you look at the marketplace plans moving into 2023, the deductible, the high deductible went from 87 to 9,100 individual, and the premiums have also increased. They have broadened the subsidy amounts, but not offsetting the deductible and the uh, of the premium. So make sure that if you're, you know, like Nolan said, if you're listening today and you need uh, to be put your mind at ease with the healthcare cost, uh, reach out and we'd be happy to help you uh, explain how that works. You know, it's been many years since I've been uh, involved with the Boy Scouts, but uh, I do remember the motto, of course, being prepared. And, and that is for whatever may come down the line in retirement, things that you may not have thought about. And really sitting down and having this conversation, having this retirement roadmap run uh, can bring to light some things that you may not have thought about, things that you might encounter. And it's certainly worth knowing as you get ready to enter into retirement, whether that is going to happen in 2023 whether that is still five years from now, knowing where you stand now and what you need to do to get to your ultimate destination, and that is a relaxing and enjoyable retirement. It is complimentary, as Nolan and Scott said there, if you're one of the first three callers, as a way of saying thank you guys for joining us this week. All you need to do to have the numbers crunch for you is call this number, 419-794-3030, and mention you want that retirement roadmap run, 419-794-3030. When somebody sees the losses in a 401k or IRA, as many of us have seen in 2022, Anxiety can set in, and the anxiety, I can imagine, would be even higher for a retiree. Psychologist and financial author Frank Murtha says, much of it is caused by a feeling of losing control of our investments. 
let's face it, we don't have that kind of control over our investments. Markets do what they do. The Fed raises rates. We don't have the ability to decide these things. So we have to focus on what we can control. And that's where a good financial advisor will help the person do that. And that helps get people comfortable enough so that they can begin to make the decisions they need to. It's a very familiar uh, saying for a lot of people who are longtime listeners of the show, control what you can control. Guys, how do you help lessen clients' anxieties in this period of uncertainty? I would agree. You got to start back with uh, focus on what you can and what you can't control. Uh, you know, one of our most popular events is our semi-annual economic update where people want to come out and hear, you know, what we have to say about uh, what happened in the market mm -hmm. and what our outlook is, whether it's, you know, midterm elections or whether it, you know, is uh, COVID in this environment. You know, people want that outlook. And one of the things that I'll always say is, you know, here's what our opinion is. But at the end of the day, the market doesn't care what our opinion is. Mm -hmm. So as an investor, there are things that you could focus on. There's keys to be successful in making smart decisions, you know, as you move into retirement time. And there's ways on how to help to avoid retirement anxiety. First of all, focus on what you can control. Um, you can control how much money you have in predictable income. You can control how much you get in in dividends and interest by investment selection process. You can control how much you uh, receive and benefits from picking the right coverage and knowing what your deductibles are. You can control the fees and expenses that you pay. You can control the amount of taxes that you pay. You know, as an example, I had met with somebody last week and they had come in and they had showed me their tax return. Uh, they received an inheritance, didn't really get any advice on it and ended up with a $37,000 tax bill mm. wow. because they just cashed in all the accounts that they had as the inheritance. And they were obviously shocked the fact that they didn't you know, realize that you know, they had owed so much in taxes. And that's definitely uncontrollable right there. It was. So had they sat down and talked with a tax professional, talked with, you know, somebody besides just filling out the paperwork and sending it in, they had multiple other decisions that could have been made. So, you know, focus on what you can control. One of the mistakes that I would tell you to avoid is people will watch their investment portfolio go down in value. They'll feel out of control. So they'll go in and they'll change it to something dramatically different, meaning maybe they go to cash until things look better. That is making a decision so you feel like you're getting control back, mm -hmm. but that can be a painful lesson to make those type of decisions. So that's where I think it's a good idea to have somebody that kind of walks you through, uh, and, and obviously why I'm biased, it's good to work with a financial and a healthcare professional when making those important decisions. Number two, get educated. Uh, find out what your choices and what your options are. We have a lot of people that come out to our Baby Boomer Classics uh, that we teach. We have people that come out to our economic summits. We have events that we have that allow people to get educated. In fact, uh, we have an entire YouTube category and library available for you. If you haven't subscribed to our library, you know whether it's investing in a bear market, having anxiety when the market goes down, or what steps you should take now, we probably have a great video to help educate you on that decision. If you go to YouTube, just go into YouTube, type America's Retirement Headquarters, punch that subscribe button. You can go ahead and click on the link in our below section, and then you can learn about that. You can learn about what your different options are. And finally, when it comes to the investment part, I would say stress test your plan. You know, so if things do get worse, 
How worse could it get with the plan that you have today? And are there steps that you could take to kind of minimize the overall approach? I was a, a softball coach, soccer coach, and then one of the things I always would say is only worry about the things you can control. And there's only two controllables at that point. You listed off, rattled off several controllables and investments. You know, one of the other controllables is. Uh, you know, making sure that you get educated, like you said, with your health plan. Reach out to a health care uh, advisor. Uh, I'm, I'm meeting uh, next week here with a client, and uh, they called up and they said that um, uh, they're bringing in their dad. And they said, well, he's paying $2,000. And I thought, well, $2,000, that's not too bad. You know, for someone his age, that's not a bad price. He's, they said, no, no, that's $2,000 a quarter. Mm-hmm. And I go, $2,000 a quarter? That's $8,000 a year what in the world? And they said, well, he reached out to his current advisor and they said, um, you know, you're better off just keeping it where it's at. And I'm like, that's nuts because I can guarantee you that you're going to save a great deal of money. There's a situation where somebody hasn't really educated themselves on all of the different options available out there. They were referred to me by someone that I do business with and, and um, I'm excited for that appointment. You know, I, I mentioned something else. You know, my daughter was home from... Um, you know, I've talked about her before. She graduated from college, and uh, now she's got a big girl job. She's working on her own. She's off of daddy's payroll. And uh, she was talking this past uh, week uh, when she was home for uh, Thanksgiving. She was talking about her paycheck. And she says, oh, my gosh, they're taking all this money out. And I, you know, my wife and I said, for what? And he said, well, you know, the investments. I said, well, that's a good thing, right? I told you and advised you that that's something you should do. And as we were sitting there talking, we were saying, well, yeah, you know, we lost X number of dollars and her eyes got real big. And she looked at us like, you guys lost that much money? She says, I hope I make that much money, you know, in in the next year or whatever. But there's a situation where some young investor uh, is leaning on advice from, you know, obviously, you know, her, you know, her dad and, and I'm giving her advice that, but you know, you have to learn all of your options as well. And, and, uh, like you always talk about your stress test. I love the way you guys do that. I've seen it happen and it's, it's a pretty cool feature. So, you know, like you said, Nolan, uh, with the health insurance, make sure that you at least talk to someone, educate yourself on your different options that are available to you because you could be spending far more money than you need to. And, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that you avoid that um, anxiety, uh, especially when it comes time to retirement. It's very easy whenever something goes slightly awry, whether it is, uh, you know, in, in sports or whether it is certainly in the financial realm when you're looking at uh, your portfolio. If something goes goes wrong to start second guessing, to start having that doubt creep in. And uh, that is when that emotion takes place. And that is when that anxiety takes place. And that is when a lot of mistakes happen. But if you have a proper plan put in place. If you stick to the plan, know that, you know, these are things that you've accounted for. The market's going to fluctuate. Taxes are going to go up. Healthcare is going to be an issue down the line. If you account for all that uh, through proper education, of course, knowing all the different variables out there, it can help keep those voices, keep that anxiety, hopefully at bay. Uh, But to get started, like I said, you need to create that plan. And that's what the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with. You just have to take the first step and give a call 419-794-3030 or you can go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, guys, about 15 years ago, Tyra Banks uh, said that her accountants had to have a talk with her about her money. They told the uh, 49-year-old TV personality and model that she was actually saving too much money and that what she was doing was sending a lot of money to the government in the form of taxes, and they suggested that Tyra set up an F account. 
with the F standing for frivolous, being spend what you want to spend. The same thing often happens with retirees. They're afraid to spend what they've saved because it is that number one fear, outliving their money. They're afraid of running out. So how do you help clients achieve the confidence in their plan so they can actually put aside those worries? Well, I, I think being afraid of spending money in retirement is really something that is an issue for certain people. And, you know, if you're saving so much, it's making you miserable. Or if you're making decisions that are missing out on important life experiences, you really might want to take a look at what's going on. I mean, some experts say people, you know, save from a place of deeply entrenched financial anxiety, um, spending more can actually be therapeutic. And, you know, there's ways to take a look at this. So we have some previous shows where we've talked about uh, anxiety and how mm -hmm. it can impact you with investing in retirement time. I'd encourage you to spend more time looking at some of those videos on the, the YouTube channel. But to me, what I would say in my 28 years and meeting with hundreds of people, I can think of um, one example after another of people who were financially set, they had made it, sure. yet they still, you know, were unable and unwilling to, to try to spend money until we kind of coached and walked them through. Uh, one case in particular was a retired couple, did a great job saving, had plenty of money and, you know, reliable lifetime income and a nice savings to boot, lived in the same house for the last 50 or 60 years. The house didn't have air conditioning. Uh, now, this time of year in Northwest Ohio, it's not that big a deal, but summers can get kind of hot in here. You know, so it took a little bit of coaching to say, hey, it's okay. You have the ability where if you want to put that air conditioning unit into the house, you can. To me, it's often it's life's lessons that teach you who you are as a saver or spending, you know, so something they probably experienced in their life caused them to do that. Uh, I even think of my own grandfather. He was the greatest person that I know that kept track of expenses. Mm -hmm. You'd go to his house and you could open up the closet and he would have what he paid for, you know, the can of soup or the bag of Doritos. Sure. And he was a, he was a shopper and looking for the deals. So some specific advice if you find yourself in this situation is number one, be and stay debt free. The overwhelming majority of clients that can be comfortable with spending money in retirement are debt free. If you're worried about running out of money, look at building enough reliable income that it's not impacted by the stock market. Number three, if you're worried about a healthcare crisis, set aside an emergency fund for co-pays, deductibles, mm -hmm. out-of-pocket expenses. Consider leveraging that money to get critical, chronic, and terminal illness coverage. Next is you wanna have an emergency set aside for the next three to 12 months worth of essential expenses that you have. Then what you wanna do is you wanna have an account that's designed to give you a pay raise in the future. And if you take and you put money into those different buckets, then what you're going to do is you're going to have a bucket of money that's left over. This leftover money could be your playcheck account. This could be the account that you look at that says, this is the money that I can spend and be able to not worry about being afraid of spending that money in retirement time. The other final advice that I would say is it's always okay to spend what you make. Try to spend your profits, not your principal. Right. You know, there's years like this year, the market wasn't cooperative. Maybe this isn't the year that you go extra overboard, where last year was a great year. Maybe you overachieved your goals last year. Those are the years that you do those type of things. How about you, Scott? Well, there's uh, no question. And like you said, it does kind of go back to 
you know, maybe something happened in your life, then in uh, you know, it's like okay, I'm geared in in programmed to save, 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 save. And at some point you need to spend some money. Like like you said earlier, it could be therapeutic. You know, when you look at putting the buckets of money aside or s- sending some of that money aside, if you have the right plans put in place, like for for health insurance, if, if you know that your maximum exposure is, say, 3,500 bucks and you have 3,500 bucks set aside, if you don't spend that, that's all play money. You know, and you can just roll that over to the next year. So, like you said, make sure that you set some time aside and some money aside for you to have play money. You know, if you are financially set and can afford to do so, spending your money is not a bad thing. Just spend it wisely. You know, one of the great things I think people have walked out of our office is that they say, this is the first time I really now understand the purpose for each of my financial accounts. Absolutely. And we do that by setting aside buckets of money designed for different time frames. So if you're listening and, and you're afraid of spending money in retirement time, I would encourage you to take some time to learn about the independent income system. Mm-hmm. The independent income system will teach you how to look at your money different as you move into retirement time to be able to put buckets of money in place and help you address those issues and guide you through that, as well as working with a professional to help answer those questions of, did I make it, do I have enough, what could blow it up, and how do I eliminate that? These are all areas that we can help with. Rather than just go into retirement and hope that it's gonna work for you, put in some uh, a strategy and actually have the variables known for you. Maybe having that money set aside for you know paychecks and playchecks, or bills and thrills, or maybe some other mindset that doesn't necessarily rhyme, but it is making sure that your expenditures are covered, and then the rest of it is stuff that you can indulge with. But that all comes back to having that plan put in place. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you craft that plan. To get started, go to americasretirementheadquarters.com, take a look for the independent income system online, or give a call 419-794-3030. You know, once upon a time, having saved $1 million for retirement pretty much ensured that you would live comfortably. But is that really the case anymore, guys? What are the factors that you consider to decide if it's enough? It's quite literally the, the million-dollar question here. It really is, you know, and when I was getting ready for this uh, segment, I was thinking about a couple things. Number one is that song, you know, If I Had a Million Dollars. That's always a great classic. Uh, You get the fancy ketchup. Uh, (laughs) And then I also thought about, like, Dr. Evil from the movie uh, Austin Powers, where, you know, he was going to blow up Earth unless they gave him a million dollars. So (laughs) it it really uh, depends upon your perspective and kind of where you're at. Here we have a couple of great pointers, though, for you when we're addressing that question for you of how much do you need for retirement? Uh, Number one is you want to look at your geography. You know, cost can differ dramatically throughout the country Mm -hmm. and where you live can determine whether you can successfully retire with a million dollars or not. Uh, I was recently out in New York City. Uh, I tell you what, a million dollars isn't going to go too far. Not too far out there. Yeah, I mean, I visit... uh, down in Florida and down in Jupiter, Florida, mm-hmm. same thing. A million dollars isn't going to go too far. Uh, here in Northwest Ohio, a million dollars could go really far. Sure, you sure. Could, you could get a lot of different things. No, let me ask you before you continue on. Um, is is that the magic number? I mean, doesn't everybody want to hit a million dollars? I mean, if you looked at your portfolio and it says one million dollars, right? I mean, isn't that kind of the uh, the, the the marquee spot to be? 
Well, I mean, there was a survey that Northwestern Mutual just recently put together. And if you go back pre the market crash and with high inflation, a million dollars was actually the number that most people were targeting. Uh, Now, after the market decline and inflation, uh, the new magic number that the survey came out with was one point two five million. The reality is, is everybody's situation is different because you don't know how much pension or Social Security income they have. You know, one of the great things that we do is we have this calculator. It's called the Independent Income System Calculator. We can take somebody's situation. We can put in Social Security. Mm -hmm. We can put in pension. We can put in all of those factors. And then based upon their longevity, we can actually tell you what your number is. So if you want to know what your number is, give us a call. We can run that number in the calculator and tell you, you know, what your magical number is. But the other things that impact it are things like, you know, longevity. That's number two is, you know, while no one knows exactly how long you're going to live, people can make a good educated decision based upon the health and family history. You know, those who might live well into their 80s, 90s and beyond uh, may find a million dollars isn't enough. They need to have more uh, guaranteed lifetime income as an example and you know vehicles like maximizing the pension and social security you know things that help give them more income uh, to help fight off the longevity uh, lifestyle mm-hmm. um, you know retirees need to make smart spending choices and those you know choose to expend expensive lifestyle are going to need more cash in their nest egg I can tell you from experience that I've had people that have come into the office that had maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars saved up and, you know, they're going to retire next year. Uh, maybe they still have a mortgage and uh, their plan is is in that first year of retirement to take that dream vacation. And, you know, they're going to help their kids out at uh, Christmas time and give them extra money. And they're going to buy this. They're going to buy that. They're going to upgrade the house. They're going to make all these changes. And then all of a sudden, you know, that money is not going to be available. It's, right. it's going to be there. So you you have to be careful at looking at your lifestyle spending habits uh, because if you do go excessive spending in the early years, it can have a big long-term impact. The next is, is you got to look at health and long-term care costs. Sure, sure. Long-term care costs is a big one to look at because if you get in a situation later in life, you know, in uh, maybe 80 to, it didn't even have to be that late, right? But if you need long-term care um, services, that is not covered under any health insurance plan like Medicare or, um, you know, obviously if you're in that, at that age group, you would need Medicare. You can purchase a long-term care insurance policy to protect uh, uh, any long-term care expenses. But if you don't have a long-term care policy in place, you could be looking at spending upwards of $315,000 uh, and if you obviously you would definitely need a uh, million dollars at that point because mm-hmm. that's going to you're going to burn through that really quick. And we're looking at retirement income. So you want to look at things like your pension, your Social Security. You can move money from your investable assets, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds uh, into things like as an annuity and put part of it into there to have more predictable income to get enough reliable retirement income. Next, you want to look at investment risk. You know, investing aggressively puts your money at risk for losses. At the same time, you know, being too conservative can mean your savings don't go far enough to offset inflation and withdrawals. 
Another thing that we have at our office is we have this uh, software where we're able to go in. We can put the savings dollars in there. We can put how they're invested. What it'll do is it'll show us what the risk score is, and it measured it from zero to 100. Then what we can do is we can put the withdrawal rate inside of there, and it'll show based upon that risk score how long the money could last. And you'd be surprised if you invest too conservatively, you can burn through that, that money pretty quick. On the flip end of the scale, if you invest too aggressively and the sequence of the returns in the market has a major downturn right away in the beginning years, you can accelerate the risk of outliving your money. So there is a magical number when it comes to investment risk that not only fits your profile of who you are as an investment, mm -hmm. but optimizes your overall strategy to try to achieve the highest possible impact. The last one, which wasn't a big issue until just recently, is inflation. And with rising inflation rates, it's going to erode your purchasing power of money. And the result is in retirement time, they can burn through their savings faster. So you've got to take a look and you've got to kind of run all of these numbers to figure out, you know, do I need a million dollars to retire? And if you're wondering, what is the number that I need? Uh, we can give you that answer. And really, uh, for the first three people that give us a call, if you've been listening to the show and you want to know what your number is, give us a call at the office. I'll put this number into our formula and be able to help you know what your number is, that maybe that'll make you a little bit more confident to get ready and move through retirement time. So keep this number in mind. Actually, go ahead and give a call right now. Be one of the first three callers, 419 794 3030 and say that you want to know your probability of, of success. You know, when you, when you crunch these numbers here, uh, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters will be happy to do that for you. 419-794-3030. I know we're giving a lot of answers right now that, you know, where it, it very much depends on people's different circumstances, different variables that come into play. When you run these, these probability uh, reports, what, what is the general ballpark idea? Obviously zero, very bad, 100, impossible to achieve, honestly, but what, What's the ballpark range there where you guys try to shoot for before you say, yeah, this is probably going to work for you? Well, I would say, you know, in my 28 years of experience and working with people here, primarily in Northwest Ohio, the average retiree has somewhere between 400,000 and 1.5 million mm -hmm. is kind of the sweet spot. Okay. And that would impact based upon how much they have in pension and social security or other sources of income is the correct answer is what I would say. Well, there you go. So again, it's really going to depend on your circumstances. If you have a million dollars saved, but you find out that you're spending $100,000 a year, well, that's not going to get you very far. If you're spending $10,000 a year, well, listen to our thing earlier about, you know, maybe indulging and and, uh, and uh, having that frivolous account and, and <laughs> find out what's going to work best for you. Give a call. Be one of the first three callers. 419-794-3030. You can also go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. CNN's Anderson Cooper comes from a very rich family. His mother was heiress and fashion designer Gloria Vanderbilt. But if you think he inherited a chunk of money upon her passing, well, think again. Both my parents, they sat me down when I was, you know, eight or nine and before I even knew what a trust fund was and explained to me that, you know, a lot of people are going to think that, you're going to inherit money and that you come from this family and they're going to make assumptions about you. But we want you to know that this is not the reality and there's not some pot of gold waiting for you. And, you know, we think it's important that you find your own way and, and make a name for yourself. And I was all for that. And this is something that uh, Cooper actually plans to replicate, do the same with his son. 
Now, there are those out there, I'm sure, that are following a similar route with their children or grandchildren. But if that is the case, what advice can you offer on how to how to broach that conversation? Well, I think that's great that they had that conversation mm-hmm. with them. I think it's important, you know, to be transparent and communicate that. I would say in all of these years doing this, unfortunately, every year we have, you know, a loved one that's a client pass away and, you know, we sit down and we, we help with the estates. And I, I would say if, if you've seen a family be destroyed, it's oftentimes, you know, in those areas where that conversation wasn't ever had and the, the children had an expectation of what things were going to be like and they didn't necessarily turn out that way. We, when we get together with our clients and we sit down and we kind of have the conversation, you know, what we oftentimes we talk about is the question, should I spend my money or leave it to my kids? You know, we'll ask them on a rank of importance, you know, is it more important that you spend every dollar and the perfect retirement is your last paycheck bounces, or is it important to pass money on? And you know, everybody's situation's a little bit different. Sure. You know, my desire, I think, for my kids is to help them help themselves, mm-hmm. uh, to get them through life and, you know, to get them educated. But at the same time, they, they had to, you know, build their own future. Um, what really I think about it, what most families aren't kind of thinking about is, and most families maybe aren't necessarily as wealthy as the Vanderbilt family was, but even though Gloria uh, had a lot of money, she really spent a lot of money, lived a lavish lifestyle in retirement. Um, Even though she got divorced several times, she still passed away with an estate over $1.5 million. You know, so she had said, well, I'm not leaving a trust fund. I'm not leaving a lot of assets. I think we would all agree $1.5 million is still a significant amount of money when you stop and think about the impact that that can have. And so we will have clients that will say, you know, Nolan, our goal is to not leave a bunch of money for our kids. We've helped them in life. Uh, but I think the reality is in, in the situation that we see here is what happened is she didn't attempt to do any type of tax planning, you know, with her estate. She didn't try to avoid probate. And it really, to me, it shows that proper planning should be done even if you plan on spending your last dime. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is money left over, and your choice is, do you leave it to a loved one? Do you leave it to a charity, you know, a church or some other organization that's important to you? Or would you rather have it be wasted in lawyer fees, excess taxes, sure. you know, legal fees? I think most people would say, well, Nolan, obviously, if there is money left over, I want it to go to the people that I care about the most. And my least favorite relative is Uncle Sam put a plan in place while you can make your decisions now if if you are stricken with some health issue you may not be in a position where you can control and dictate what you want done you know that's why we've actually uh, come up with the ultimate estate planning guide that helps people uh, go through and and specify where they want certain monies to go and and um, you know a lot of the other things in that guide are passwords you know dealing with uh, the passing of my daddy almost a year ago now not knowing what the logins or the passwords or the phone numbers if you can get all of that put together and put into the ultimate estate planning guide it makes life a whole lot easier when that time does come to where you need to to actually implement that i agree you know the ultimate estate planning guide can be something that really help you 
start this conversation with your loved ones, start it with your kids. And so what we've done is we've taken, you know, the best of knowledge that we have in our, you know, combined 50 years plus of experience of working with families through these situations uh, to put this together for you. This is something that, again, I'm not an attorney. I would always encourage you to seek the advice of a qualified estate planning attorney when making important legal decisions. But this guide can help get you started in the right direction to figure out, you know, are my beneficiaries up to date? Uh, do I name the correct things? You know, what goes through a will, what doesn't? Where do I keep those important legal documents? And how can my family find them? And, you know, if you would like a copy of that ultimate estate planning guide, that's something that we just to make available because we don't want your family to end up in that situation like you've probably seen when, you know, somebody passes away and a family gets ultimately destroyed from it. It doesn't have to be that way if we can start the conversation and we can avoid these common mistakes. And at the end of the day, you can do more for your loved ones and less for the government and people that are trying to take your money ultimately when you pass it on. Uh, that's what we're happy to help with. It's already an emotionally stressful time, the loss of a loved one. I don't think that's a secret to anybody out there, but it can be compounded if there is this confusion, this uncertainty. Regardless of what it is that you want to do with the money that you've accumulated, if you want to give it to loved ones, if you want to, if you do, in fact, want your last, you know, check to the undertaker to bounce, you need to have a plan put in place to make sure that that is done properly, uh, especially with charities, things like that. And uh, here's the truth of it. If for some reason you want to have Uncle Sam be the relative that makes, uh, that gets a significant portion of your, you can actually go and do that right now. There is a place on the IRS's website. You can mm -hmm. make that donation anonymously. Uh, I know that there are people out there who are listening right now and they're all saying, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I don't think anyone ever really goes to that part of the website. So having a plan put in place uh, is, is tantamount, regardless of what you want to do with your retirement money. Make sure that that is done properly. The Ultimate Estate Planning Checklist can help with that. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help with that. To get started, give a call, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030 online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, guys, we've talked before about how much an average couple retiring can can expect to spend in health care over the course of their retirement, about $315,000 or more. That That's for what's factored in, your, your regular expenses, by the way. Half the people responding to a Gallup poll said one major health event is all it would take to force them into bankruptcy. So health care, as we've said many times, a major factor when it comes to your retirement. What do you recommend for clients that are concerned about paying for health care in retirement? Well, it's pretty scary when you stop it and is. look at the fact on that Gallup poll that says one major health event is all it takes to force somebody into bankruptcy. I think we were talking during the mm -hmm. break, you had talked about some of the out-of-pocket maximum deductibles that sure. are out there today are, are astronomical. Um, I can think of a situation where I had run into a couple, and this couple was looking to retire early, and they were going to just, you know, wait until 65 to get uh their Medicare supplement because they looked at the cost of health insurance and it was so astronomically expensive that they just decided they're healthy. It's only a couple of years away. You know, all of a sudden uh, she happened to fall. She broke her leg, you know, went to the doctors because of that. The leg ultimately got an infection, had to have surgery from that. And all of a sudden, you know, she's got this major bill from the hospital and i think it approached almost a hundred thousand dollars is what it got up to sure so some of those things that happen you know is is the reason why it forces people into bankruptcy you know what are the things scott that you kind of recommend to clients who are concerned about paying for health care in retirement time 
Well, Nolan, you know, like you mentioned, if you go without, it could be absolutely catastrophic for you. You know, I've seen uh, a lot of claims this year. Um, uh, I, I use real-life examples when I go through my presentations. And, um, you know, my mother's been in and out of the hospital four times. Uh, I can tell you these are real, real numbers I'm about to tell you. So she was in the hospital for two days, two days in the hospital. Uh, emergency room and then she went from the emergency room and she was admitted for two days and they poked and prodded they did IVs they did some scans and things like that $16,000 later this is two days in the hospital okay well if you retire uh, prior to 65 being eligible for Medicare the uh, marketplace premiums and plans like I mentioned earlier uh, the deductibles went from 87 to 91 an individual. That's $18,200 for a couple or a family, right? You go in the hospital, you have to pay that, that um, deductible first. Two days, $16,000, you are paying almost all of that out of your pocket. You know, uh, do, do you have that kind of money just laying around to fork out, you know, $18,000? You know, so uh, she was in the hospital for three weeks. It was $78,000 for a three-week stay in the hospital. So one of the things that is crazy, that one in two Americans are fearful that they're going to have to uh, have a major health event that's going to bankrupt them. That's a crazy number to be that fearful that uh, if you have a, a plan in place that's not going to properly cover you so moving into retirement if you're before 65 years old you've got premiums that you have to be prepared for mm -hmm. and like we mentioned earlier have some money set aside have some buckets of money set aside for that out-of-pocket expense well I, you know i'm obviously biased because i'm the host here on the show with you but this is an area where i think the financial advice overlaps the healthcare advice Absolutely. because they impact each other. You know, I can think of a situation where we have met so many folks that were going to retire before the age 65. And that was one of their biggest questions is, you know, how much is healthcare going to cost and how am I going to pay for healthcare in retirement? Well, under the Affordable Care Act, the great news is, is everybody could get coverage. Right. You know, it's not like it used to be in the, the good old days where, you know, you could not get coverage and you had to continue to work if you had some type of health care issue. And in fact, a lot of the times people end up in retirement or forced into retirement earlier because of a health related issue. Right. The, the reality is it's a, it's a matter of navigating the system. You know, there's really there's a system for those that are informed and there's a system for those that are uninformed and you want to be in the informed system. So retiring early, you know, paying for health care and retirement, they're going to look at under the Affordable Care Act what your income sources are. Right. So if you're taking money out of your IRA or your 401k, that's all going to be countable income that could dramatically increase your cost. Mm -hmm. So the year before you retire, you could look at things like a Roth conversion strategy. Right. You could look at pulling money out of non-retirement accounts. You could look at using other sources to keep your health care costs down. Another thing, Scott, that uh, I, you know, people run into a, a shock to the system is uh, I'll find people that say they want to be debt-free in retirement time. As a financial advisor, I can't think of um, probably much better advice than being debt-free mm -hmm. in retirement time. 
And so if we looked at it just from a financial perspective, you know, you might have a 67-year-old that wants to retire. They then end up retiring. They pull out a big lump sum of money and use it to pay off their mortgage. But what they didn't realize is that the withdrawal that they take out of their retirement account can impact what their Medicare premium costs are. Absolutely. There are thresholds for income uh, with Medicare. A lot of people don't really understand that until they get that sticker shock. Okay, the standard is um, ninety-one thousand individual or one hundred and eighty-two thousand for a family um, tax filings. Right, if that's where your income falls between there or below that, then your Medicare Part B premiums are one sixty-four ninety. That is each person. Okay. But it drastically goes up from there. The second is obviously if you're 182,000 up to 200, and uh, I'm not real sure exactly the number, but it's, it's like 250,000, you could be looking at um, uh, over $200 a month for your Medicare Part B premium. A lot of people don't take that into account. Okay, so they're saying, well, you know, Medicare is one hundred and sixty four ninety. No big deal. One hundred and sixty five bucks. Um, that'll come right straight out of my Social Security check. I won't even see it's gone. You take a big lump sum. Um, your income is reportable at a much higher rate. You're going to pay a lot more for that. The other thing, like you mentioned, is, you know, the Roth um, Roth is not reportable income that also if you retire prior to 65, you're still going to need some health insurance. And one of the things that Nolan, you and I have done uh, actually quite well to working together over the, the past many years is getting their reportable income at a level that they can subsidize their premium and make it somewhat affordable on a month to month basis. If you don't properly prepare for that moving into the Medicare uh, um, part of your life, uh, they look back two years. Okay, so in 2022, they were looking back at what was your income in 2020. If it's over, um, I mean, there's premiums all the way up to $535 for uh, Part B premiums. And if you're not prepared for that, you know, I've got one client that's paying uh, like $1,100 for him and his wife for Mm -hmm. Medicare. So uh, you got to properly be prepared for that. So um, paying for health care in retirement you got to make sure that you're prepared for that, and uh, it's going to make sense. And it makes sense to, as we say many times, you know, if you've got time on your side, go ahead and start that retirement planning process ahead of time so you can do that. You know, if you do plan on retiring three years from now, two years from now, there are things that you should go ahead and do now because that two-year look back is going to be upon you. And if you can minimize that, the coverage doesn't change, right? Even if you are paying more in premiums, you're not getting the platinum plan or anything like that. No, it doesn't change at all. Okay, so again, it's all the more reason to have that strategy put in place and there's no better time like the present. As we said many times here on the show, be prepared. 419-794-3030 is how you go about doing that, how you start that preparation. 419-794-3030 or go to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. want to thank you so much for joining us, spending part of your day with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. As we always do, really do appreciate it. Please take care of one another out there. Be safe. Guys, thank you. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word quote for this week it's retirement is wonderful it's doing nothing without worrying about getting caught at it so have a great weekend have a great week everybody we look forward to seeing you here on toledo's largest talk station 1370 wspd uh just remember when you think retirement think america's retirement headquarters home of the retirement guys and america's medicare associates 
America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.